0: them diligently, episode two, part two. Oh God, you are my God, and I will ever praise you. I will seek you in the morning, and I will learn. Hey guys, Micah Rice here. We teach them diligently. Glad to be back with you. We talked a couple of weeks ago about my people perish for lack of knowledge. And I'd like to carry on with that thought. And I'd like to go back and kind of refresh a couple of things we talked about uh, in that last podcast. But if you didn't get to hear the whole episode, I'd like to encourage you to to go back and listen to that. Check it out on iTunes. Look at it on our Facebook page. Um, But what we want to focus on when we're thinking about the concept of My people perish for lack of knowledge. If we're not careful in our Bible classes, we can get out of focus and we can have an improper balance between a knowledge response to Bible class teaching and a relevance response to Bible class teaching. And the knowledge response, if you remember, uh, is focused on learning the facts of a story, learning the facts of the Bible without really making any application. And, And then the relevant response is the opposite of that, where we're less concerned about the details and more concerned about trying to make application. And as Bible class teachers, we have to strike a balance. We have to find the proper balance with our Bible classes and in our students, so so as we're thinking about teaching Bible class, I want you to focus on having the proper balance between a knowledge base and a relevant space. Okay, so so as we think about that, I want to get into some details. I want to think about some specific lessons, what that might look like. How how would this look? So if we were to walk in a classroom and we were to see. Um, a case where a teacher is focused on the knowledge response. They say, I need to teach Bible class and I need to focus on building Bible knowledge, but they make no application. I think what we tend to do is we get so wrapped up in the details of a story. So, so for example, um, we're teaching the walls of Jericho. We're, we're teaching the conquering of uh, Jericho by God's people. And, and so in this case, kids are asked rote memorization. Uh, they're asked a series of facts based questions. Uh, How many times did they march around the city? Um, Were there trumpets? Who were the priest? Uh, Where were the priests? How many days did things like that? And so we get so focused on the facts of the story, but we fail to realize the point is God was giving them the city. Uh, They had to put their faith, their trust and obedience in him and in his plan and God gave them the city. They did nothing to earn it. Um, and so we need to keep the proper perspective. Think about uh, if we were teaching a, uh, an entire quarter on the judges, uh, we might remember the song of the judges. We, we remember that song that that teaches us the names of the judges, and maybe students can tell you the order of the judges, which, which is great. That That's a fantastic task to have your students remember that list. But we forget the point that that God continued to have to save his people because of their poor choices uh, what we're what we're talking about here is that uh, if we're teaching the facts of the Bible without teaching them that that this was real, these were real people uh, and these are real events, these are real places, and that God used real people and we make no application we make no application for them, then the, they, the students get nothing from it, okay? It's just nothing but a, a list of memorization, and we don't want that in our Bible classes. But I think the same can be said. We, we also don't want just simply a, a relevant response uh, to, to Bible class teaching. So as we're, as we're teaching Bible class, it's important to have some knowledge as we're teaching them to, to ingrain knowledge, biblical knowledge for them. So i give you an example of that. So imagine you're teaching the story of the Good Samaritan. So so here we are, we're in a Bible class, we're teaching the story of the Good Samaritan. We hit the high points, hey, there there's this guy, he was walking down the road, some people robbed him, uh, and this other guy was really nice to him. Well, and then if we spend the rest of Bible class uh, with a picture of a guy with Band-Aids all over him, and we kind of put some marks on it and colored some little areas where it shows that he was hurt. And at the end of class, um, you know, the kids colored this nice little picture. And, okay, what do we learn in Bible class? And they all say, well, remember to be kind. Yeah, uh, that's true. That that's a message we could teach with that story, but but we're missing the point. We're kind of missing what Jesus was trying to say, uh, in in his message of the Good Samaritan. Okay, so so when class is over, kids you know runs out of class quickly, and they forget everything that they just maybe remembered and what they try to regurgitate back to you uh, in, in Bible class. And so we have to teach Bible. So without the proper context. Uh, How will students understand the lesson? How will they understand how this fits into the theme of redemption and and God's plan for for man? And so uh, we have to keep the proper perspective as we do this. So, So think about... What it could look like in a classroom. So imagine you're telling the story of Joseph, and, and I realize that in some classes that could take, you know, several lessons to teach that. But but if we think about the story of Joseph and talk about how he was the favorite child of his brothers, and, and that and, you know here he had these dreams, and he dreamed about the sheaves, and he dreamed about the sun and the moon and the stars. We show that coat of many colors, and we build that jealousy, and we show what it must have been like for those brothers and how they see him come and they despise him they throw him in the pit how they wanted to kill him how they wanted to 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 sell him and the brothers kind of argue and then finally they do sell him to the these ishmaelite traders and they take him to egypt and how he he, he's sold to potiphar and and then he does the right thing and he's doing all these good things for potiphar and we we rise with joseph and then and then he's betrayed by Potiphar's wife, and and he's thrown in prison. And, and we, we're there with him, and he becomes the leader of the prison. And then he helps the the the, the baker, and he hel- helps the butler, and and he interprets their dreams. And we think, oh, there's hope. And then we fall again because they forget him in prison and then we, we we see him in rags and cleaned up then as he as he comes to Pharaoh and Pharaoh listens to him and then he becomes the this uh, you know number two in, in Egypt and then we see him when he sees his brothers and, and so and then he reveals to his brothers you minute. For bad, but God meant it for good. God had a plan for me. So so if we teach that, if we teach that lesson, make it real, make it real people. We make we make a relevant story to our students, but we also build knowledge of the Bible story of Joseph. And then at the end of class, students memorize things something like uh, be faithful unto death, or Genesis 45, don't be angry with yourselves because you sold me here. God sent me in before you to preserve life. God had a plan for us. God has a plan for his people. Class was relevant. Class was knowledge-based. And each child walked away wanting to be more like Joseph. And I think there's potential there when we have that proper perspective, when we see that, yes, we can teach a Bible lesson, we have to teach the Bible. Um, So think about As you're planning, think think about some things. Think about this knowledge base and and this uh, relevance response. Think about the knowledge response and, and how to strike a proper balance. So I challenge you, and I'd love to hear some comments. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this, I have a lot of listeners who, who are listening on Facebook, and I'd love to see if you if you listen to this video or listen to the podcast, and, and, and you'd like to post uh, your thoughts. I'd love to hear your thoughts on, if you were teaching the story of Noah and the Great Flood, I would like to hear what would be your objective for the class? What lesson do you want to teach your Bible class? You can pick any age you'd like, adults down to, to younger classes. But if you're teaching this Bible class, what would be the most important things? What would be the things you emphasize? What would be uh, the most important lessons? Would you emphasize you know the length, the height, the width, how hey, exactly how big is a cute? Uh, but uh, how long it rained? Uh, how, how would you emphasize the, the facts of the story with the lesson that God's trying to teach us? okay? So let's make some spiritual application as well, okay? So again if you're listening I'd love to hear your comments. So uh just shoot me something on Facebook. I'd love to hear what you have to say. So we have to be careful though. And I'd like to think about something. So as we're as we're making application in the lives of our students as we as we're talking in Bible class as we're working through something that we're doing in a lesson or in a quarter, I think we have to be careful. And uh, we have to be careful that um we don't try to preach instead of teach. And I know that that's kind of an odd thing to say, but, I, but I, I want you to think about this. If we're sitting in in our planning sessions and we're thinking about what we want to do and we're thinking, we're struggling with questions like, hmm, what lessons can I draw from this passage? If we're studying this in Bible class on Sunday, what do my students need to learn? What's the lesson that they need to learn? What can I tell them here? Uh How do I relate this to my students? What do I do? And I think we have to be careful because we have to remember that the Bible is a story. The Bible is a story of God's people, it's a story of how God has a plan to save man. And the lesson will teach itself, so to speak. We have to teach the Bible and allow our students to draw those conclusions. We have to allow the Bible to teach the lesson that it is intended to teach rather than us try to draw out a message that is not there. So if we if when we when we present the Bible message in an interesting way and in a an truthful way, lessons are going to be learned. Children are going to be excited to hear another story from God's word. And so as we're teaching a Bible class, let's be careful not to not to get too not, not to preach a message to them, but rather teach them the lesson that God intended to teach. Okay? Uh, so so as we're thinking about this, so just a question for you. Is this serious? Are we stressing too much about this? Or are we worried too much about uh, the importance of our young people? Are we placing too much emphasis on, on children's classes? Or are we, you know, really, uh, should we just send children into their little rooms and let them be babysat? until the adults finish class well obviously that's that's not true um, consider Hosea four and this is where we started last last time that we talked on this topic but Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 and remember my people perish for lack of knowledge is what God says and so do we face the same problem that the Israelites faced? It takes one generation, we talked about this in one of the earlier episodes, it takes one generation to fail as a Bible class teacher for God's people to fail. And so we have to be careful uh, as Bible class teachers, as congregations, a- a- as people who, who have a message to tell young children and, and even adults that, that we teach the message God intended to, that we pass on, the lessons that he intends to pass on through his scriptures. Uh, So I think sometimes we have to be careful, too, that that we don't expect children to learn the Bible through osmosis, so to speak. Uh, Do we expect that because we have a Bible in our house that suddenly uh, our children are going to know more about the Bible? Of course not. Uh, What if we go through the Bible one time? What if we went through the Bible one time or well, shouldn't that be enough? Like, if we just went through the Bible one time through a student's life, hit some high points here and there, wouldn't that be enough? Okay, so what if we did? Uh, we went through the Bible six times in a student's life, but all we talked about were uh, Genesis, uh, you know, Adam and Eve, fall of man, Noah, uh, Abraham, and. Daniel and the Lion's end oh, D- David and Goliath, baby Jesus, and then restart it. If we did that, that wouldn't be effective either. And so someone told me once that it takes 30 repetitions for something to become permanently fixed into someone's mind. And I think that's true to, to some degree. But but think about this. Uh, if you've ever, uh, and I think I, I heard Brother Bob Waldron mention this, uh, if, you, if you were to take... Um, catch, catch a wasp, a red wasp in your hand, how many times would it take for you, if you smash that wasp in your hand, if you just caught him in your hand one time, how many times would it take for that lesson to become permanent that you don't ever want to do that again? Um, would there be a lesson learned? Yes. So, so so we have to strike a balance, I think, between, um, how we teach what we teach but to make sure that, that the balance has to make sure that our lesson is effective it has to make sure that when we have that student in our classroom that we take it seriously that we focus on what we need to focus, that we have put planning and thoughtful preparation into this lesson, and that we have the proper balance between a knowledge response and a relevant response. So as we think about that, as we as we look at our Bible classes, I want you to continue to think about this topic. We're going to be talking in the next few weeks about As Bible class teachers, uh, what is my job? And and as a parent, what is my job? And as a congregation, what is our jobs? And so uh, I want us to be thinking about those things, and I want us to think think about uh, how to be more effective in our Bible class teaching. How do we uh, have planned Purposeful Lessons and How Do We Be Effective Bible Class Teachers. Thanks for listening. Please continue to listen. Follow us on Facebook. Check out the, the iTunes uh, podcast and continue to listen. Thank you very much. I will you. I will seek you in the morning. And I will learn to walk in your ways. And step by step you'll lead me. And I will follow you all of my days And I will follow you